Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Bills from Afar podcast. Uh, you're with our two co-hosts today. My name's Tim uh, and I'm joined with my fellow co-host Charlie. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Not too bad. Just uh, waiting for training camp now. I'm trying to yeah. avoid Twitter and all the uh, you know, Cole Beasley stuff as best I can. Yeah, we're going to try and stay away from that topic on uh, this particular podcast, just because clearly everyone's got their own opinions on, you know, the views of Cole Beasley. And then obviously there's been a lot of interactions as well, hasn't there, on social media between other you know players. Jay Hughes and Isaiah McKenzie uh, have also like um, made, made their views known uh, this week. So we're going to try and avoid that. But uh, clearly... Um, it's a, a big debate that's been had and it'll be interesting to see going into training camp, you know, especially when we get to the cuts, exactly what happens with the players that we don't know about because they're not announcing exactly who is vaccinated, who is unvaccinated. But it'll be interesting to see based on the cuts. I think everyone's going to have an assumption that, oh, these, these groups of players that have been cut, especially if they're more, you know, vets, like if it was a Cole Beasley, for example, um, that was to get cut. I don't hope that happens. But if that was to happen, that would then suggest, you know, if it's someone of that nature, Oh, that's the reason, person's yeah. unvaccinated. That's a reason. Because Brandon Bean was very clear, wasn't he, in the off-season? He said, like, you know, just from purely um, a team perspective and the organisation perspective, if you are vaccinated, that has more value than someone that hasn't had the vaccination because it's going to make things so much tougher on the team. So, you know, I mean, the NFL themselves, the organisation, um, has set these rules. It's not like Brandon Beam and Bean and the front office, um, you know, are, are dictating this. So it'll be interesting to see how that well, um, I, I works. Fear, I fear another barrage of uh, rumours and discussion this week because at training camp, if I understand the rules correctly, when they're not undertaking certain activities, the people that aren't vaccinated will have to wear masks. So the journalists that attend, I think it's three days when journalists can attend, it might well be pretty obvious to them who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. So I imagine we're going to get a whole load more of this kind of stuff and it's not just going to be focused on people. I mean, someone like Cole Beasley, you know, he's either the top end of our our depth chart, you would think. And so I can't imagine anyone's going to cut him. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, um, for sure. And I just hope that there isn't any kind of interdressing room tension. I think what's been weird for me is that they decided to have some of these discussions in public. I don't really know how it helps anybody to do that. Um, and I should imagine that McDermott's not super happy about it, given he was talking about uh, keeping everything in-house. But on to, uh, let's say, happier things for today, I think. Yeah, definitely. So today is another instalment of our uh, guest series we're going to try and ramp these up ahead of pre-season try and fit in as many guests as possible because we do have quite a um, list of people participants to carry on with and uh, bring on to the podcast so we've got some really exciting interviews lined up uh, and today we is no different we've got uh, Trish Patel who's a uh, Buffalo Fanatics contributor she's from the UK and uh, it'll be really good to get into it talk to her it's great to have a female on as well like we've really struggled haven't we to find any non-US uh, woman that's um, who is active on social media like we've 
had a bit of a challenge with that, haven't we, Charlie? So I think, I'm really yeah, looking forward to it. Being Bill's fan in the UK and outside of uh, the US is is niche enough. <laughs> being a Bill's yeah, fan exactly. And not Let being male is even even more niche. So yeah, excited yeah. to have Trish on. Yeah, definitely. And it's not a Dow this time. We break the the streak of uh, two Dows in a row on our podcast. So we have been told, uh, you know, by some of our friends that uh, we ought to rebrand and call ourselves Dows from afar. So um, <laughs> it's good to have someone else not called Dow come on and break that streak. But if there is another Dow out there listening, yeah, you know, we're nice. certainly pro Dowels here. So uh, <laughs> we'd welcome you with open arms. So the more Dowels yeah. the better. Yeah, so here is the interview with Trish Patel. So uh, welcome back and delighted to be joined by Trish Patel. Um, good morning, Trish. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Really good. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, Trish, I guess you first came to my attention because I uh, saw some of your blogs and I thought, well, this, this sounds interesting. You're doing something similar to, to what Tim and I are doing, which is giving... Uh, Bill's, well, say Bill's fans from outside of uh, Western New York, a voice, and, and talking about what it's like to, to follow the Bills from, from, from afar. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about where you're from and about yourself and, and how you became a Bills fan. Yeah, so um, I'm from, from England, from the northwest of England. Um, and I sort of started, I'm actually, I was more of a baseball fan first. Okay. Um, and through baseball, I met my university roommate. Um, because he was also uh, a baseball fan, but he was more of a, a football fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sort of aligned interests and he got me into, into football that way. Because um, I always sort of watched the Super Bowl when it was on, just, you know, it was just a bit of fun, really. But I never really followed it until I met my roommate. Right. Um, and he so was your of, baseball team? Who did you follow? Um, the Chicago Cubs. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I started following them, like, 2013, 14, something like that. So that was before they won the World Series, right? In yeah, that, that was 2016, wasn't it? They yes. won the World Series, yeah. The, the only reason I remember that is it's because it's the only baseball game I've watched in its entirety. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I was in San Diego and um, it was a big deal. The Cubs were in the you know in the World yeah. Series and I sat there with some friends and watched it and loved it, but um, yeah, I haven't really watched it. I, I didn't really get into it, I suppose, but I did really enjoy it. So. Yeah, no, for me, it was always always baseball from from then. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I met my roommate, and he got me into football because he um, he encouraged me to join his fantasy fantasy football league. Because mm-hmm. I sort of understood the game, he thought, okay, just one more person to have on the have on the league that way. <laughs> um, yeah. And obviously, once you start fantasy football, you're going to be watching all the games. You're going to be making sure that your players are performing as you'd want them to, and you know, making your roster changes and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because of that, I really sort of sort of got into it that way um and I didn't really have a team he was always a Phillies fan still is a Phillies fan um and he so obviously I started building up on on that fan base I suppose but um, I didn't really have a team as such um and I always sort of kept my eyes on the bills um especially after the 2017 week 17 game that they had and their their response to Andy Dalton yeah mm-hmm. I just I, it was electrifying to see how excited they were um and yeah, yeah it, it sort of it, it just sort of built on that really that was um that was very fun I've never seen a, a team react like that before it is quite unusual isn't it you don't see that yeah. in you know soccer here or any other sports I can think of to celebrate an opposing team exactly. player with such vigor you know yeah the charity stuff I mean 
you might have a sort of an ironic cheer at somebody that scores against, you know, a team you don't like or something like that, but nothing at that scale. So. No, definitely not. So, yeah, that, that really put them on my radar. And then it kind of, yeah, it just built from there. And then um, everything with Christian Wade then came through and I was like, okay, so this this is the team. This now. is the guys, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so watching from the sort of uh, when you started, did any particular player stand out to you? Anybody that you think, oh, yeah, just love watching them? Um, not not at first. Um, I do think Josh Allen was the one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just obviously at that point it was all um, everyone loves Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, like the new guys that weren't as as big at that point. There was no one who was like a standout from that moment. Yeah. Um, but then you know you've got Lamar Jackson and he's running around the field, and then you've got Josh Allen who's doing the same, and it was just kind of okay. He wasn't as good at that point, obviously. Um, it has been a gradual increase of his performance, but at that point it was, yeah, okay, yeah. this guy's a bit excited, he's going to do something here type of thing. And I think that, I, that really resonates with me, because when I first started watching, I'm, I'm a little bit older, uh, and um, there was this sort of band of really exciting quarterbacks. Yeah. Warren Moon at the Houston Oilers and Randall Cunningham at the Eagles and you know, like some Jim Kelly at, at, at the Bills. And when you saw quarterbacks that were doing something different, it really stood out. It wasn't yeah. these people that were just stood in the pocket, um, you know, throwing 10-yard 10-yard ball. There was something, there was a buzz about them. And I think that it definitely draws you in when you see someone that has that sort of box office quality. Yeah. yeah I wonder, you know, you picked out the Bills. Um, were there any other sort of teams that kind of came into the equation when you were thinking about, right, I've got to pick a team? Was there <laughs> anyone else? <laughs> um, Obviously, maybe the Eagles, maybe with your, with your roommate, but. Yeah, um, actually, it was uh, the Bears, obviously, with being a Cubs fan, it just sort mm. of made sense with the Bears. But um, I don't know, they were always, always have been sort of up and down, they have. And it was like, it was a bit much to get behind, I suppose. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Bills were a bit more of a constant, I suppose, in that sense. Not in the, not in the best way, but it was uh, easier to follow because of that. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, and then it was my, uh, yeah, my roommate, he hates the Bears, he just... I don't know what it was. He just hates them, you know. <laughs> like I feel like the Bears were really. the worst look. They haven't had an, an, an exciting attacking team no. as long as I can remember. Um, they were always famous for their defense, and, and yeah, um, I think that they they still retain that. But it's going to be super interesting. Now they might have a franchise quarterback to see if there's anything. Yeah, that's that's something to watch out for. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was a soft spot for, for Chicago sports teams because I, I spent a lot of time in Chicago. My best friend used to live there, and um, I, I've I've walked up to Wrigley Field and I've had a look around. Well, I've had a look around the outside of uh, Soldier Field. And it looks absolutely spectacular, but you know they've never really clicked for me. The Bears, unfortunately. Yeah. You have a look at the Chicago Bears quarterback, so the. You know the history, and you'd have to say it's by far the worst uh, level of quarterbacking that any team in the <laughs> NFL has ever had. So um, it's funny as well how uh, we've now got Mitchell Trubisky. Who, you, if you'd followed the Bears, he would yeah. have been there. You know, the quarterback of that time. So okay, so how do game uh, days play out for you? Like, do you watch with friends or family? Are there any other Bills fans that you meet up with? Um, yeah, for me, that, that's been a bit of a, that's been up and down. Obviously, when when I was at uni, my uh, my roommate and I would we'd be watching that in the living room because he had a red zone subscription. Mm-hmm. At six o'clock in the evening, we'd be sat in front of the TV and that's it, we wouldn't move. Mm. Um, and then when I moved back home after I finished uni, um, 
I had a part-time job and I'd work on a Sunday and I'd work on Sunday till half five and then driving home, it'd literally be, I'd get home, quickly get changed and then that would be it. I'd, I wouldn't move from there and it even got to the point where my mum would make my tea before I got home. <laughs> so I could just sit in front of the TV and eat it instead of having to mess around with all that. Um, but nobody at home really watches it. My brother, my brother's into it um, and he'll sometimes sit down and watch it with me. Um, but most of the time it was just just me um, and still is now as well, especially here. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a lonely game day, I suppose. But it's always always fun now with uh, with obviously being part of the Buffalo Fanatics. I think it might be a bit more exciting. Yeah, so you mentioned the Buffalo Fanatics. So you've been writing with them for a while now. So how did you get involved with them? Um, that was that that wasn't uh, planned in any way. Um, at the time, the editor at the time, Adam, he uh, he tweeted out that they were looking for um, new content creators, and I sort of just reached out as just you know if I get it, I get it. If I don't, whatever type of thing. Um, and honestly, I didn't think I'd get a response because I had absolutely no experience with writing before. I've never written a blog or anything like this before in my life. Um, but it was just sort of, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then he reached out and said, yeah, you know, we're, we're interested in you having you on here. Um, and yeah, it's been fun so far. It's given me something else to do, you know, apart from just work or school or whatever. So yeah, it's been quite fun. Do you get to interact with the other contributors much? Like? And is there any particular angle of a content that you do that you, you, you look to take on your own content? Yeah, so um, we, we do get to interact quite. Obviously, you've got the your group chats and whatever, and that's um, constantly on. It's a little harder for me to get involved just simply because of the time difference. There's, mm. um, it's quite, you know, they'll be having a conversation throughout the night. And when I wake up, I'll be through. I'm like, oh, I have input there. But, you know, conversations moved on by the time I can say something. Um, so it's a bit bit difficult to get involved in that sense. But um yeah we still we still get to interact i still talk to people when i can um there's not sort of a my sort of area that i'm writing about is just being a bills fans uh, in the uk and just writing about my experience um being like i said on the other <laughs> basically across the ocean there because it, it's much different for me to be a bills fan here than it is there like especially like on game days i suppose you know if uh, if preston are playing at home you know the crowds are flooded and everything like that and you know you can hear everyone at the local pub but when the bills play on a sunday like nobody knows what's happening no that's right <laughs> um, so it's always it's always interesting just to, uh, just to talk about that and just give them an insight of what it's like for me yeah. at this side it's a very different experience it's quite a lonely existence being bills fan i mean uh, i think i've joked on this this pub before that i've not met another bills fan in person i think actually until i met um and Bill's heir, the uh, Irish uh, Bill's fan that some of you may follow. Um, we just so happened to be at a football match, uh, UK soccer game together, and we met up. And um, and then after that, I met up with a load of Bill's fans at the um, uh, the uh, playoff game against the Texans. Uh, I guess that would be oh. two years ago now. And I, there was like 60 or 70 of us there. I was like, wow, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so, so many Bill's fans. And, um, and that was just amazing. Um, and I, I can't wait to... The regular season and maybe get a chance to do that again um but yeah it's it's a fairly lonely existence and it's certainly very very different yeah. to what all the sports fans uh fans experience so i mean obviously we you, you kind of joined the, the sort of bills mafia at an interesting time you know the, the, the team's definitely on, a, on an upswing any particular sort of highlights from last season that stood out for you um 
yeah, this one was, yeah, this, uh, possibly not the most common answer, but I definitely think Tyler Bass was my mm -hmm. highlight for the entire season. Um, it, it was just interesting to see, you know, like he started seeing his rookie season, you know, and he gets um, a bit of a rocky start, but then he really builds himself up. And, you know, by the end of it, you're like, okay, this, this guy knows what he's doing. He's, um, he's a guy you're going to be looking forward to in those, in those big moments. And especially when it came to, to the playoff games, you know, there was no, there was no sort of hesitancy on his part. You could see he was focused. You could see he was in the game. You could see he was ready. Um, and especially, like during that Cardinals game, like that first that first quarter, you know, just was it three fifty plus yard field? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And he was pumped, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he was. Yeah. No one was more excited than him. Um, yeah, it was. It was fun to watch him. I think that he was my highlight for the entire season. I think you're right. I think it's an underrated story that actually yeah. Tyler Bass, because it's not easy to come into this league and be a uh, a top level kicker. And by the end of the season, he felt like. You know, that's money. You know, this guy is gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make every kick he, he takes. I mean, he won an entire game for us, did he not? Am I remembering that right? Was it against the Jets at a certain point? It was like five field goals or something crazy. Yeah. Something yeah. Like um. So yeah, I, I I think he his 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 nerves of steel are, are impressive. I, I love the way that he, you know, some kickers are sort of very passive. You know, they, but he seems to be really involved. Um, yeah, he seems to really love it. Very reliable. It's yeah. Yeah. the Cardinals game was like the switch I felt like because I don't know what game it was now I can't remember but there was a game that I think he did miss a few field goals yeah, or a few extra points and yeah. he did yeah I felt oh uh oh you know is this a rookie kicker is that gonna adversely affect his performance or is he gonna be able to get back and you know get his confidence back and that Cardinals game definitely did like obviously it's kicking in a dome dome stadium which is gonna help um, because Buffalo you know the conditions at home it must be really, really tough to be a kicker at Buffalo, but he's obviously got the leg strength to do it. And I remember seeing in the preseason, I don't know if you guys remember, I saw it this week. I don't know why it was circulated on social media, but the videos of him taking like, you know, no steps and he just kicks yeah. it and he can kick it 50 yards. <laughs> then yeah. there was like one with one step and he kicked it from 60 yards. It's like, how, how can he do that? You know, how's that possible? I can't wait for him to take a 60 yarder in a real game. Um, yeah. that's just going to be absolutely stellar, isn't it? So, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, this is the thing, it gives us options. You know, last minute, last minute in the game, you know, you're, you're a point or two behind, it just gives you those options. Um, so I, I love the fact we've got finally got a kicker with a, with a, with a big leg. Yeah. Would you say he's sort of the, the your favourite player on the on the Bills roster at the moment, or are there any other standout guys? Um, I'd say Gabriel Davis is is my favourite player on the roster. Mm -hmm. There's there's something exciting about the way he plays. There's um he very much got that Josh Allen confidence when he first started. You know that one where he's like taking he's taking a few risks, but he's been smart about it at the same time. It's yeah, um, yeah it's it's exciting to watch. You kind of. <laughs> It's just, it, you know, the confidence, the level of style that he's playing at. He, he's moving the game forward. He's not that sort of your box standard wide receiver. He's yeah. making those, uh, you know, he's making those exciting catches. It's the sideline catches when we're up against it. Yeah. And, and Alan's rolling out to his right. And, it, you know, just he it, it, it really is offering something that none of our other receivers do. Um which is well, yeah yeah absolutely were you high on him when he when he was drafted um because I was I I think he's exceeded my expectations I have to say yeah I didn't um 
there wasn't it was a good pick I did like the pick but it was more of um okay maybe there's someone else you could have taken in that spot there wasn't a lot of momentum behind it you know because um, mm-hmm. it was good obviously but it wasn't for me I didn't really think this is the guy type of thing and then he definitely exceeded my expectations and he, he's proven himself to be on this on this team and I think you know the best part is is that you know he's only going to keep getting better and um, yeah like he's shown that he's shown that he's going to continue to improve so they've definitely got himself they've got himself another weapon for Alan there and I think that I was expecting him to be sort of a more of a wide receiver four or five, but he ended up playing even a wide receiver two or three a lot last season. Yeah. Because John Brown being out so much, he really was thrown into the deep end. And for a, a rookie wide receiver, I think he had something like the second highest uh, touchdown uh, rate in uh, rookies last year, something like that, I heard. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Um, for, it's either that or yards, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was, it was something, something of that level. It was uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Well, how many was it against the Colts, like his toe dr- uh, drag, um, like receptions? Was it two or three, wasn't it? Just before yeah, think, yeah. Um, the half time mm-hmm. where we went down the other end. And yeah, some of those plays like were unbelievable. Oh. I, was, I wasn't too sure if like, the two or three that he did make were actually in the field, but you could clearly see that he'd made them, you know, and that was pivotal because I think we were behind at that time. So to be able to get a touchdown and go in a half time ahead, um, when we our field position that Colts playoff game was like so bad compared to what the Colts started with, yeah, and you know, we're think, really in a muddle at that point. So he really helped, didn't he? Well, I mean, it's, it's not just his ability. I mean, these are not high percentage plays for Allen to be rolling out to the sideline and then nailing one in sort of 20, 30 yards up the field on the sideline. But the mental strength to be behind and be able to to take those plays as a rookie is is phenomenal. So, um, Trish, obviously we're going into training camp this week, um, which I, I'm pretty excited about. Um, any particular players that you think might be on the bubble that you, you're excited to see if they'll make the roster? Any sort of interesting camp battles that you've got your own? Um, yeah, not so much that someone's on the bubble, but I, it has to still be Christian Wade. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's the guy. I um, I went to university in Coventry. Um, oh, really? Okay. So obviously, there's not a lot to be excited about sports-wise in Coventry apart from the Wasps. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that that was when the news broke that you know he was making that transition to the NFL and and then obviously being picked up by the Bills. It was um, I was there for all that and I heard all the conversations and like you know everyone was really hyping him up like yeah he deserves this he deserves this chance um, and he's not had that chance yet. Um, and I definitely do think he deserves it. Um, you know, he struggled a lot um, when he was here at the Wasps and, you know, being overlooked by the England coaches. And mm-hmm. I think he deserves that chance. And that's that's definitely the one we're rooting for. Yeah, I guess, and I guess he's got a couple of angles. I mean, obviously, there's the running back slot, which <coughs> I think it got, got harder with signing Matt Breeder, but, but that's still a chance, especially yeah. if you play special teams. Um, I, I wonder, and I think I heard Rico talk about, I think he had an interview with Christian, and he said that um, that he'd been working a lot on kick and punt returns, um, yeah. which job is, that job is definitely up for, up for grabs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, given his rugby background, you have to think that that would be a skill set that would, you know, would lend himself, as long as he can follow yeah. blocks, which he's had two years to practice, I mean, you'd think he'd be able to, to get that, then, and he's in with a shout. I mean, I think Bill's Mafia would just go ballistic if he made the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to see him make yeah. that. He's got, he's got the ball handling skills as well, you know. He's yeah. not, not going to drop it. He's, uh, again, his rugby background comes into, I like to say, I think, trying to go run head first into someone, get out of the way, you know, it's not a, 
not his strong suit, but I do think, like you say, he's had two years to work on it. Yep. So, yeah, I, I hope he does make the roster wherever that may be. So here's, a, here's an interesting question. Maybe you want to wait on this, wait on this as well, Tim. Would you rather, I mean, we're, we're all you know, from England, big Christian Wade fans, but would you rather Christian Wade maybe got picked up by another team if he wasn't going to make it this season in Buffalo? Or would you rather he spent another year on the, um, the exemption list? <laughs> I'll be honest, personally, I, if he's not going to make it this year, I'd rather someone else picked him up and he got a chance. Because he's not yeah, even younger. I, I think I'd have to agree with that. Um, like you say, if he doesn't make this chance now with the Bills, then I don't think he is ever going to. In that not with the Bills anyway. Um, I think he does have more of a chance elsewhere. Um, and like he he does have the talent there. Um, like you know that's not that's not up for debate. I think he does have that talent. Um, and if he can show that off uh, with another team, then then I'd, I'd get behind that. Yeah, preseason's huge for him. Like a lot of uh, like lower um, rated roster players, like the rotation guys. Like if he puts in some great performances, either he's going to stick around and become that. You know, I think realistically, it is just going to be like a return guy that can do a little bit else on special teams. You know, that's why I envisage him in this team. Like either you know he fits that role and he beats out you know Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Stevenson a few of the other guys, Brendan Powell, et cetera, or he moves on and hopefully gets picked up in another 53. You know, if he yeah. does show those, you know, flashes, especially in the return game, then, yeah, fingers crossed he does get picked up. Well, the, the roster spot that I guess I've got around is, is Tyron Jones. Um, he's obviously more of a special teams yeah. spe- uh, guy, but I can't see why Wade couldn't play really special teams really well, given his rugby background. I mean, he's essentially he would be uh, yeah. perfect at um, chasing the players down, tackling. You know, he, he's got that skill set. And then if you throw in the ability to do kick and punt returns, then um, uh, maybe there's an opportunity for him there. Because the main reason Tyron Jones stick around was because he played Gunner alongside Ciaran Neal. Um, mm-hmm. So if he's able to, with rugby, you know, he's got that upper body strength to get off blocks and to, you know, he's got clearly the speed to um, draft a returner and either, you know, make sure that they have to, um, you know, collect a fair ball or, um, you know, track them down really quickly. And, you know, he's got the tackling ability as well. So he'd be perfect as a gunner. So hopefully he has been working on that for two years alongside those return duties. And uh, he really does have a realistic chance, you know. I think um, as part of your content and uh, this interview you've done uh, with us here, Trish, that you said you haven't been to Buffalo yet. But if you were to go, like, what would be your dream matchup? And uh, who would you like uh, the, to see them play and beat? Um, yeah, this was, uh, I think this one, it has to be the Patriots. And hmm. not even for more obvious reasons. It's just in the UK, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a lot of Patriots fans. <laughs> And yeah, a lot of glory hunters. Very, yeah, I think it's come a lot uh, up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> very, very obnoxious and very pretentious, and it's it's very very irritating. Um, and that sort of smugness that I felt when the when the Bills unleashed on them last season was um, it was very, very fun. So I think if I got to see that in person, um, that would be yeah, that would be my dream dream match. Yeah. yeah, they need to be taken down a peg, Definitely. don't they? Really, <laughs> and it, it does seem to be in the you know last 10, 15 years that these sort of Brady nuts are just you know, irrepressible, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the funny thing is, when I'm sadly old enough to remember when the Patriots were terrible, and we used to beat up on them 
every season and and, and that all changes of course but it really that 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 second Patriots game last season was just an absolute joy wasn't it oh yeah it was, I, it was I actually rewatched it last week just to, you know, <laughs> a, a rough day at work I thought you know what I'm gonna do this evening <laughs> watch <laughs> <been> up the <laughs> Patriots <laughs> What are you expecting from this upcoming season? Like, have you got any hot takes or any feel for what record we should expect? Um, well, I mean, Super Bowl's the only right answer here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think um, the, after that after that Cardinals game and the Hail Murray, you could see sort of they carried that with them for the rest of the season, and that's why you know they won what, nine out of ten games there just uh, because they got beat by the Chiefs. So. That sort of fire that they had after that Cardinals defeat, I think they're going to be carrying that into this season. Um, and if they were that electrifying after after that defeat, then you can only imagine what this next season is going to be like. So I definitely think this, they are going to be making it this this season. That's my uh, that that's my uh, expectation here. Um, and the hot take, I don't know if this is uh, this is much of one, but I do think Alan's going to be getting the MVP this season. That's, um, you know, he's, he's worked on it, you know, and if previous seasons are any indication, he's only going to get better. And after last season, we finished second in voting. I mean, it's not a huge leap. And obviously now with uh, the Aaron Rodgers news and all of, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, he's, he's got one less competition in that sense. So, um, yeah, I do, I do think he's going to be getting there. Even, you know, even with the changes, you know, we've had a few trades and stuff and some of the quarterbacks are going to teams where they might actually be able to perform well enough. But I don't think they're at the level that Alan's at currently. Um, so, yeah, you, I do think he's going to be taking that MVP home this season. You raise a good point about Rodgers. Even if he went to Denver, for example, I think he said in the past that it takes two, two seasons to really learn, learn the system. Yeah. So I think that Denver team is absolutely stacked and... Um, you know, even they would be in, in with a shout. Obviously, it's a difficult division, but um, I think uh, if Alan, the one thing we can guarantee with Alan is he, he works at any of his weaknesses, yes. and he isn't going to rest on his laurels. And uh, I think if we get even even a marginal improvement over over last season, it's got to be MVP favourite for sure. Yeah, definitely. Interesting because I struggle to think of an area that can make huge improvements on maybe his ball security again and you know not making those boneheaded plays occasionally where he tries to make a play and he gets chased down and he you know does a 20 yard loss but I find that part and parcel of Josh Allen because if he he sometimes does that and creates a hugely positive play that changes the momentum of a game so I quite accept sometimes like if he does make a I don't know 10 15 yard loss and I just kind of accept that that's Josh Allen and occasionally that will happen because his positive plays offset the negative plays um that's the only area I can really think he can make any like, true real like tangible improvement on I don't know what you guys I'll give you one I'll give you one I think screen passes I don't think um the screen game has necessarily been at the level that would be helpful for the Bills yeah, that's more on the scheme, isn't it, rather than Josh well, Allen? I don't know. Do you been, think? Well, I think you can look at it two ways. And I'd be interested in your views on this, Trish. I think he's got such an arm. He's not brilliant at those little feathered passes. Yeah. I, you agree? I I, yeah, I can see I can see what you mean. Um, again, I go back to Alan Rodgers. He's, you know, he's, he's good at those. That's what sets him apart. I think if Alan was to work on those screen passes and, you know, those short, those short passes there, I think that puts him one step 
further into that MVP race. He kind of, I think he sort of panics almost um, when it comes to getting rid of the ball as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, He's running through yeah. just like a yard in front of the of the running back or the yeah. receiver. And you get better at them. It was interesting watching the, the Patriots game, the second Patriots game back. Is that there was one or two to Diggs, which were brilliant. But I think his consistency on those little short feather passes are, um, are not quite... Uh, not quite where I would like them to be because I think a, screen, a really good screen game just gives you another angle, especially when Absolutely. the blitz coming in all the time. So. I remember that being quite a hot topic uh, last off season when we're talking about how we, you know, after the Texans loss, how we can make those improvements and you know change change our our scheme. But I think we started last season, if I remember correctly. There was there was a few um, that that we'd done, um, but they kind of just fell off again and. There, there wasn't too many of them so no, hopefully no. they yeah they find a way Dable finds a way you know that's clearly somewhere that you know we, we could improve and um, add more plays into the playbook hopefully you know they do scheme up more of those plays um, think, it's, yeah I think on the other end though as well you've got to look at it that the run game hasn't been the best either mm. so I don't necessarily True. think our, uh, you know Alan needs to be as good on those short passes. The only reason he needs to be so good at them is because there's been no not much of a runner game by the Bills. Yeah, especially an outside run game. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So yeah. I think if they had more of that, then you know those short passes aren't as necessary. Um, and it's not something that obviously it will be better if he improves on them, but it's not something that you know we've seen the past season or so that he's needed those and he's not been able to deliver. Yeah. But he wouldn't need them as much if if that run game was there to back him up as well. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do with the run game because yeah. uh, I'm I'm going through watching every game from last season. Um, I haven't watched the, <laughs> the, the the Titans or the Chiefs game again, but um, the, the the wins certainly, and I'll see what I th- I'll see about the uh, the Cardinals game. But what's interesting going back is that there have there were some really good runs from both Moss and Singletary, but the consistency wasn't there. Exactly. So they've got the ability, and, and that strikes me as more of a scheme thing. Um, and I think that, you know, so Dean alluded to it a little bit at the end of the, the season, that it's no single thing, but I think the running backs do need to get better. I think having Breeder as a speed option may well be helpful. Um, and um, hopefully with a consistent O-line, I mean, there's been lots of chat about the fact that our, probably our first five, uh, front five, never actually played a game together. Um, <laughs> last season um, and if you think about the people that we've got especially in Cody Ford and Mitch Morse these are really good um, uh, pin and pull type type of line guys we should be able to get you know a bit of a screen game going you would you would hope um, but let's see so I'm excited to see Antonio Williams you know when we're talking about this running back uh, room like his game against uh, the Dolphins I think he only had two quarters but obviously he still scored like three touchdowns didn't he yeah. and uh, he he looked really impressive and he's his four yard dash time I think was like four four eight. so he's got more juice than uh, both Moss and Singletary so if he has a, another really good pre-season then he's someone that could really you know put himself into that equation especially because he played uh, some special teams at North Carolina as well so yeah. if he's able to t- Take you know, is someone else that could take that job from Tyrone uh, uh, Jones and uh, give us a bit more of a, a more um, of a running back option there? So I'm looking forward to seeing him as well. I've got one final question for you, Trish. Um, uh, Tim and I are both, I would say, Bill's merch addicts, so we, we struggle to as stop you can see, <laughs> large amounts of merch. Oh, <laughs> um, is there, do you have a, a favorite piece of Bill's gear or, or something that you, you've, you've acquired um, over the last couple of years? Um, 
Yeah, my, mine's just a, a very simple cap. Um, I like caps. I've, I've got a lot of them. Um, and I've got, uh, it's it's a black one, but it's got like gold outline on it. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably my uh, my favourite bit. I, I wear caps with everything. So, <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. that's a good addition to have there. Excellent stuff. Well, thank you ever so much, Trish, for coming on. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. And um, yeah. Uh, looking forward to the new season and uh, maybe we'll have you come back on again uh, during the season if you're interested. Yeah, sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed it and uh, thank, thanks for inviting me. So thank you to Trish uh, for coming on and joining us on the uh, Bills from Afar podcast. You can uh, catch Trish on at Trish underscore Patel uh, or you can read her articles on Buffalo Fanatics. Um, so we are going to have some more of these interviews coming up through the um through the, the training camp period. And then we'll be uh, going to a different kind of format for our, uh, our game days once the season starts, but more to come on that later on. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Bills from Afar, that's all one word. You can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Charlie underscore sport, and Tim is at Tim Rudge 90. You can also email us if you wish. If you have an interesting Bill's story or um, story about your fandom, please do. We have lots of people get in touch and, and probably more people than we can squeeze onto the show. But please do email us if you'd like to, to come on and tell us your story. That's billsfromafar at gmail.com. And also, uh, while we're at it, as you'll be aware, we're part of the uh, UK Bills Network. And I know that uh, Matt has been doing a series of uh, opposition previews from Catch Up with the Red, White and Buffalo Blues podcast, um, if you want to um, uh, some more content. So, yeah, uh, until next time, thanks very much. For